Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, a Baxter Professional Services production. Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, where we're experts in nursing and experts in business. Our mission at the Nurse Shark Academy is to expand the consciousness of nurses as experts to reflect their individual and collective power by promoting self-agency through inspiring nurses to dream big, reach far, and soar to new heights in business and professional nursing, thereby producing a healthier and richer society. The Nurse Shark Academy Show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Join us and support these wonderful nurse entrepreneurs and leaders. Today's show, we have uh, coming to us, Carolyn Schiffman. Dr. Schiffman is an executive leadership coach and has 25 years in the area. Welcome, Dr. Carolyn Schiffman. And good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. This is the Nurse Shark Academy. I'm Tina Baxter, and I'm your host at the Nurse Shark Academy. We are experts in nursing and experts in business. And today we have Carolyn Schiffman as our special guest from Schiffman Consulting and Coaching from Naples, Florida. Uh, Dr. Schiffman brings over 25 years of executive leadership experience in corporate higher education and healthcare settings, working for uh, for-profit and non-profit institutions. Uh, she's a former RN and certified coach. She works on working, focuses on working with nurse leaders and managers in supporting and empowering them to overcome the everyday drama in the workplace. I can tell you, <laughs> I was thinking about that topic this morning. So we'll get right into it. Uh, Dr. Schiffman, if you'd like to introduce yourself further, we'd love to thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me, Tina. This is a, a really a special time for me to be here. Um, I, um, you know, you summed up my summary pretty well of, you know, my background. Um, I was a nurse for a nurse educator, actually, for, you know, 20 years or so, and then got rammed into uh, higher education in, in general. So um, I've had a, a wonderful career, um, loved it and uh, and still like to pursue it. Um, I, it, it, I have a, uh, an interesting story. I've, I always wanted to be a nurse. So, you know, from age 12, actually, I wanted to start volunteering in the hospital. And, and my parents were gracious enough to let me do that. And we were known at that age, at 12, as what we were called little checkerettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I worked at, I was at Baylor Hospital in Dallas, Texas. That's where I grew up. And uh, so I was a, a little checkerette. We didn't do much. We filled water, you know, buckets and those type of things. Um, and then when I got older, I was a junior volunteer, which was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, my love for nursing goes way back. Um, and then, you know, I decided I really wanted to become a nurse. And when it came time to apply for colleges, uh, I had hit a little bit of a roadblock. My dad, <laughs> <laughs> my dad really wanted me to be a teacher. And so he actually went to the director of nursing to talk about me going into nursing and what it would entail and all. And I was like, oh, gosh, I was so embarrassed. You know, why would he do that? But he did. And actually, I was able to convince him and I did go to Baylor University 
and got my bachelor's of, of science in nursing. So um, that's that was my path. It was always my goal. And I guess I made it happen. <laughs> well, but you also became a teacher, it sounds like, as well. So you fulfilled yes. dad's goal, too. I did. So I figure he's he's happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> was so. your dad a teacher? No, my dad worked in automotive. So Okay, my dad so. did, too. Yeah, I was the first in my uh, family to go to college. Uh, I had an older sister and she had no desire to go to college, <laughs> but but I had the desire. So it worked out. It worked out. Know. You know what? There's a reason. There's a reason for everything. And Absolutely. that's wonderful that you got that experience in the hospital at a younger age. And I wish a lot more of uh, young people had that initiative to try to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, volunteering in any aspects helps anyone through uh, admission processes in college and all. Mm -hmm. And at, obviously at age 12, I wasn't thinking about college. Right. <laughs> you know? So, but uh, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. So what was your first job out of nursing school? My first job, I worked in an ICU. Well, it was a combined floor, uh, a, a neuro floor with a ICU, four bed ICU at the end of the hallway. So that was my first job. Uh, and um, I didn't really care for the neuro part as much. So I transferred to just a general ICU. So, okay. And I worked at Baylor University Hospital there, so in Dallas, Texas. So, yeah, for a couple of years. And then I broke away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went, uh, I became a camp nurse. I had an opportunity yeah. to be a camp nurse in, in Colorado. And wow. I was, it was a boys camp, actually. And so I was the nurse there. I had really unique experiences there. I had a strep outbreak that I had to send samples all to Denver and, I, you know, just all sorts of things going on. But it was a, it was a wonderful experience. So, Wow. Here, here's the, here's the thing, guys, listeners. You never know where your nursing career is going to take you from neuro ICU to camp nurse. I mean, that's a big shift, but it sounds like a great journey, though. It was a great journey. And uh, as a matter of fact, after I left the, the camp, I went down to Denver, found a job, found an apartment, called home, said, I'm moving to Denver. And of course, my <laughs> mother said, no, you're not. And I said, oh, yeah, I am. So. <laughs> unfortunately i was the uh independent one in the family so <laughs> and somehow you got from colorado to florida <laughs> oh yeah that's a journey and a half <laughs> oh so what was your best nursing experience i mean what was the the best day as a nurse that you've had Oh my goodness, my best day. You know, I I loved uh, in in the hospital that I was working at after I was in Denver. Um, I we had an open heart surgery patient uh, center, and I really enjoyed working with those individuals uh, after they came out of surgery as they recovered. Um, you know, those, I, I love cardiovascular nursing. So 
That's my, that was my true love, I think. Cardiovascular nursing. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, that it's fortunate to be able to find that niche that really speaks to you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's one of the great things about nursing is that you can try different things to see what works. That is so true, you know, and I, I've tried a few <laughs> through my career, <laughs> but I think, I think that's the beauty of it, right? So, you yeah. know, there's, there are so many op opportunities and it just doesn't have to be in a, a hospital setting or a clinical setting. It could be in an, in an, um, an organization, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's many opportunities for nurses. So how did you make the shift from uh, bedside nursing to academia? It's a good question. Um, you know, there comes a time when you need to have a mentor in your life. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a, a director of nursing who, when I was, I was in the education department and uh, she said, you know, Carolyn, if you're gonna continue in education, you need to get your master's. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so I enrolled in a master's program um, and Luckily, I have a very, uh, I have a great husband. Um, and at the time I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old. Oh and my husband was a, a pediatrician, but he told his call group, he said, I cannot be on call on Wednesday night because Carolyn's in class. And so, <laughs> so for two years, that's what he did. He took the kids on Wednesday nights and uh, I took classes. And um, so it, the funny thing happened in the middle of it. Um, they they eliminated the education department in the oh, no. hospital. I was like, it was a small one, and it was years you know goes. But they they moved it into the overall hospital, and so there I found myself without a job. So I was finishing my degree and uh, applying for a job, and it actually ended up being in a in a college, and so that's how I made my transition to the education field and um, so maybe that was a fortuitous that she got you to get your master's degree uh, so that you'll be prepared for that next leg on your journey in into academia who knew right yeah who knew right mm -hmm. <laughs> it's you know sometimes I look back and I, I'm even surprised myself at where I was and how I got to where I am now so um, I, I don't think I would change much of anything though it's, it's been awesome Life as a nurse is always an adventure. It is. It is. And those of us that have come out of COVID know that, yes, it can be an adventure. Um, and so there's been many ups and downs, it sounds like, in your career, as in most of us. So how did you make that leap then from academia to self-employment and entrepreneurship? Well, once again... <laughs> there was a pause in my life. Um, from the education, I was uh, a regional vice president for a consulting company. Um, and I had like nine call centers from Buffalo, New York, down to Danville, Virginia, on the East Coast. And um, all of a sudden, um, well, then I went to another college. Um, and I was their vice president for uh, their continuing education department. Mm -hmm. And I'll just put in another nugget here. When I was signing the contract, the president said, you know, Carolyn, before I send this letter out to the board, would you just enroll in a PhD program? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> 
here we go again, right? So right. anyway, so um, that I did that for several years. And then once again, I, I left that as I was trying to finish up my PhD. And that's when I started coaching. Um, and that's, um, I, I, I love that. I found it was really another niche that I could have um, and that I could help people with. And, you know, and considering my whole career has been with really helping people and helping others, um, it just made sense. So I got my coaching certification and uh, did that for many, many years. Um, and then the next step was um, I finished my PhD and uh, I, I got another position. I was a, a director of a bachelor's of science in health science program at Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut, and did that for about four or five years. I started that program. I grew that program. And, um, and then I had another opportunity at another small college where I uh, was the director of graduate business studies, where we had a MBA and an accounting and a project management degree. And so <clears throat> I, um, that, that's how I got into higher ed, you know, just stepping stones, really, um, and not being too stressed out. Although there was some stress in some of the areas, but you know, there's stepping stones that you get to where you were. And then now that I am in Florida rather than Connecticut, um, I'm doing my coaching again and just really loving it. Sounds great. And so in looking over at your, your bio, you said you've worked with for-profits and non-profits. Tell me a little bit about what you do and how you work with them. So I, I guess my nonprofit, I was uh, actively involved in my community uh, in Connecticut, and I served on the board for our Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I started a women's group there. Uh, we would meet monthly uh, for a luncheon and a, a, a small speaker. And then once a year, we would have a major workshop that uh, I would put on and, and do that. Um, I also worked for a, a, a community project, um, Dress for Success, and I helped them to, in Fairfield to uh, organize and <clears throat> do their policies and procedures, and then I helped with their gala that they uh, put on once a year. So those, um, you know, I always find myself volunteering. Now, I volunteer at a food bank Um the community I live in now, we always have something once a month for uh, for donations, and I always participate in that. Uh, in February, it was soup for the Super Bowl, and uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think I mentioned I work for the food bank, and you know, just um, yeah, I it's just me. I like to help out. That sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. So as, as an entrepreneur and owning your own business, how has your nursing career helped you um, in learning about entrepreneurship? How have you been able to marry the two? Well, I think nursing is a wonderful foundation for working with people. So I think that my nursing career has made me a better listener and a better observer. So I can really sort of tell when people are 
hemming and hawing, so to speak, and not wanting to really say what they want to say. But I, I'm 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 very observant about that, uh, and I think that that has helped. I think my career in general has, <coughs> excuse me, made me. Um, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Just take a moment. Um. I, I know how to interact with people. And I think that's a big uh, help for me. And my voice is going, so excuse me. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> All right. And so uh, looking looking at your, your um, bio here, um, it says that you work for an educational consulting company. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that and what that entails? Yeah, so that was um, when I was traveling a lot. I had the nine cost centers. Uh, so it was actually, uh, the company itself was called IPD, the Institute for Professional Development. It was under the umbrella of the University of Phoenix. Oh, okay. So our role in that job was to work with small colleges to help them develop their continuing education programs. So we helped them with bachelor's and master's degree programs. Um, my role in that was <clears throat> for each contract, we did uh, the recruiting and the uh, financials for the colleges. The colleges had full say in all of their academics and uh, all of their, uh, the people who do, the teachers, um, the advisors and everything. But we did the, you know, the, the business part of it. And, and it was really well, it worked well. It was at a time when there weren't a lot of um, accelerated degree programs. And so it worked really well. Um, after a few years after, well, actually I was there for about 15 years and then it, it faded out because people were learning how to do adult education and accelerated learning on their own. So so you did a good job and worked yourself out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, moving moving forward, uh, what projects are you working on currently right now? Well, I am working with a, a very good friend and a peer who, a colleague who we work together in a college in Connecticut and we work very well together. Um, we just seem to mesh, I guess. Um, she lives on the West Coast in San Francisco, and I'm on the East Coast in, in Naples, Florida. So, but, you know, we are working together uh, to form a group for nurse leaders and educators, and we're calling it Fearless Nurse Leaders. Uh, we're in the process of developing a website <clears throat> and, um, and, and a program to go with that. So we are very excited about that. Um, our website has been delayed a little bit. The person who was working on it uh, had a family emergency. And so we're scrambling to find someone to fill in. So hopefully it'll go live within the next uh, few weeks. Um, but can I share our, our sort of niche statement yeah, with sure. you? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Yeah. So, so our, our goal is really to help nurse leaders overcome the everyday challenges that they face through the chaos of the working environment. We, our goal is also to provide essential leadership skills for them to help them develop. 
if they need so. And then as a result, we will have help them have more balance in their life and um, choose goals and that goals that have more meaning and purpose, I guess you would say, for their for their own satisfaction. And I'd like to really sort of break that down if I could. So the first part of it is to help nurse leaders overcome the chaos, the challenges and chaos, right? So what do we mean by that? Well, in the working environment, we know that there are issues like safety yes. in the workplace, staffing shortages, mm -hmm. demands of other professionals, and not to mention the patients and their issues. So that's, you know, that's some of the things that we want to help people and nurses to manage and to, to take care of. The second part, the goal to provide leadership skills and development, that's where I think our mastermind comes in. So we really want to not just, uh, you know, it's hard to rely on just yourself, um, but if you're in a collaborative group where you can share with others what, you are uh, facing some of your challenges and even some of your wins. It, it really forms a, a collaborative group process, I think, that yes. people can depend on one another. And then the last part with the balance in your life, I've always been uh, one that really tried to find balance in my life. And I think over time, I think I've been pretty successful about it. Uh, there have been times that, you know, we all get in a crisis mode of having to have a project completed. But I think work-life balance <clears throat> is really important. Goal achievement is really important with those uh, that just brings, you know, the professional satisfaction that you want. And then also bringing mental fitness into your life. I think that's important. And so... You might think, well, what do you mean by mental fitness? And, you know, we all know, we all know what men, of what physical fitness means, right? You know, right. we lift weights and we're, but mental fitness is really the capacity to handle life challenges with a positive mindset rather than getting upset and stressed. And so those are some of the, the key things that we really want to emphasize with the groups that we're going to be forming. That makes sense at all. That makes sense, and it sounds wonderful. Um, having covered uh, the nursing shortages, the staff uh, strikes, and um, all the things that's happened over the past uh, couple of years on another show, um, which, by the way, you can always listen to our nursing news show uh, every Wednesday at five p.m. Uh, but I Eastern time. But I would say. Having that leader, those leadership skills could be key and critical for any nurse, not just the manager or the supervisor um, that's on the floor or the charge nurse, but mm -hmm. how to uh, manage your career and your life is, is key for everyone. And I think every nurse can take advantage of this. I, I agree. I think it's really important. And I think, you know, a lot of, you know, not just nurses, but a lot of gym, women in general say, well, I'm not a leader. But, you know, we really all are. I mean, we lead our family. We lead our children. We make decisions about our households all the time. We, those are leadership skills that you have to have that in any workplace environment. So I think it's really important. 
I I could not agree more. And having, and again, I was just thinking about uh, this topic this morning. It's interesting you bring it up because the one of the reasons why I have this show is for nurses to be able to tell their story. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't get to speak our truth. We don't. No one's listening. We don't have time. We're so busy. You know, you give reports, you just got to stick to the facts because you got to move on to the next thing. And sometimes we are lost in that whole um, journey and we never get a chance to talk about what's important to us. And so I wanted to give nurse business owners and leaders a chance to share their story so that maybe it will inspire other nurses to do the same. I think that's a great um, opportunity for anyone. And I'm so pleased that you are, are offering this. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to have many, many people to share their their stories. And I think that's what they are. I mean, our lives are our stories, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, it's interesting. I my I just recently lost my father, and mm. and on my way out the door to come to come here, I was looking in an old purse for uh, frankincense, essential oil. I was looking for my vial mm-hmm. of frankincense, and I picked. I had taken from his uh, jewelry box some pictures that he had from his military ID and I happened to find his gun owner's permit that he had with his picture on it. And it just made me smile. It made me laugh because I'm just, because he looks so young and youthful on this picture. That's how old he, you know, he's had his gun permit. He got a lifetime permit. And um, because he was ex-military and all that kind of stuff. So it made me think about how many stories he had to tell and I was curious it's like you know I wanted to ask questions about what made you decide to do you know do this and we don't get a chance to tell those stories and we miss an opportunity and so I want um, nurses to not have to regret not being able to tell their story and maybe years later their grandkids will be listening to this and find out a little bit more about how they became the person that they are or were. Yeah, I, I think that's wonderful. <clears throat> I, I agree. And I'm sorry for the loss of your father. Thank you. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. But I also look at the fact that he had a, a rich life. And so, <laughs> and, and my specialty is geriatrics. So mm. I, I love listening to those stories of people's lives and how they got where they were and, you know, you know, kind of like a summation of, of who mm-hmm. they are. They, they, we tell each other stories so that we, we know that they live on through our stories. Right. Right. And so that's, that's important. Um, so let's uh, uh, shift on. You do have an offer for our audience and uh, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about that. So uh, my colleague and I uh, would like to invite anyone who's interested to participate in this mastermind mind group. Um, as I said, it should start in uh, sometime in April or early May. <clears throat> and for the most part, it just meets uh, twice a month. Um, <clears throat> but the first six months of, uh, no, not the first six months, the first six weeks, um, I would like everyone to participate in the positive intelligence uh, program that I'm associated with. And um, it's, a, it's a wonderful program. It has um, three major components with it, um, where we look at our saboteurs, the people, that, uh, the, the things that are holding us back, 
So we all have a judge that sits on our shoulder that says, yeah, <laughs> right or wrong, okay. right? Um, but there are nine others, and I'll, I'll just give you a couple of mine. Um, one of my saboteurs is a high achiever, and that's uh, it's good, but it also has its drawbacks, um, yeah. as you might expect. Um, and then another one is a stickler. Um, you know, I, that borders on perf uh, perfectionists <laughs> and I, I have worked really hard throughout my entire life to try to not be a perfectionist and I'm pretty good with it, except where work is concerned, you know, uh, back in the day, I wouldn't even fold a corner of a book to mark my place, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, and I gladly do that now. So, <laughs> and I crumple paper too, so. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm sort of a stickler with my my work environment. So that that's the first part of this program is really understanding those things that are sort of holding us back, those saboteurs that get in the way of us all the time. And then there are five sage components. And the first one is empathize. And as nurses, I think we're all really good with empathizing with other people. The second one is explore to explore different avenues. The third one is innovate, being able to innovate new procedures, new policies, new whatever uh, we're looking for. Uh, to navigate, to navigate all the challenges and chaos that you know we face on a daily basis. And then to activate, so really to take action uh, to help us all improve. And then the third part of it is just being able to offer uh, things to help us with our own self-command. Um, we call those PQ reps and you can do them in like 10 seconds. And just by rubbing a finger and feeling the ridges on your finger mm -hmm. for 10 seconds, it can, it quiets your mind. Or you can rub your hands together mm -hmm. for 10 seconds. Are there things that you can do uh, feeling your feet on the floor the pressure of where you're setting, just simple things like that. And it really does help you to shift that mindset around. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so that's, um, that's what I would like to talk with uh, anyone who's interested to learn more about that. I'd be happy to no charge in talking about it. Right. Um, just have them email me. Um, and um, I, you know, I think it, I, I also, uh, want to give you as soon as it's completed the mindset um, uh, handout that I have that you can distribute or put on your site to go along with this, if that's okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. Uh, so uh, before the episode goes up, I'll see if it's ready and uh, maybe we can get a link to it or uh, maybe uh, you can tell us how to get a hold of you. Uh, so why don't you tell us how do we get in touch with you, how our listeners reach out to you um, later on, and if they would be so interested. Sure. So my email is carolynshipman.com. Well, no, it's carolyn at carolynshipman.com. My website is carolynshipman.com, uh, but my email is carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N, at carolynshipman.com. And Schiffman has two Fs, S-H-I-F-F-M-A-N. So um, that's the best email to reach out to me on. Uh, and if you are reaching out, just sort of put in the heading short, Nurse Short Academy, and I'll know it's you. And uh, we'll connect. 
you know, I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn, Carolyn Shipman. Um, and uh, I'm also on Facebook, but I, I use LinkedIn more than Facebook at this point in time. So understandable. So again, if you want to uh, meet with uh, Dr. Uh, Schiffman, you can contact her at carolyn at carolynschiffman.com or you can reach out to her on her LinkedIn page at Carolyn Schiffman. And I want to thank you for being here today, uh, Dr. Schiffman. So last question, <laughs> what is the best advice you would give to a budding entrepreneur? My best advice would be <clears throat> think it through, be true to yourself, and, and go for it. You know, you never know until you try, right? That's right. You never know until you try. So go for it and then try again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for your time. You've been a wonderful guest. This was an, has been an excellent uh, segment and very informative for me as well. Uh, please listen to the Nurse Shark Academy, like and share our content and subscribe. I want to uh, let you know that on our event page, we always have events coming up for the Nurse Shark Academy. So you can reach out to us and look at our website at the nursesharkacademy.biz. That's the nursesharkacademy.biz. You can find this podcast on our website, but also on other places where you get your websites, such as Apple and Samsung, Amazon, Spotify, etc. Thank you for joining us today. This is our segment for the Nurse Shark Academy, and we'll see you next time. Wait, wait, don't go. There's a very important announcement from the Nurse Shark Academy. Look for the information at the nursesharkacademy.biz. Hi, this is Tina Baxter, and thank you for listening to the Nurse Shark Academy show via our podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcast, or on our YouTube channel, the Nurse Shark Academy. I want to thank you for this time and just remind you and let you know that on May the 10th, 11th, and 12th, we will be having our Nurse Shark Academy Nurses for the Kingdom Challenge. Uh, join us at, from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Save the date. Registration information will be following. Thank you. <laughs>